Hello and welcome to the Grapeseed Official Podcast. I think some of you out there might be thinking, hey, I haven't heard Cindy's Corner in a long time. What's up with that? Uh, unfortunately, we have a little bit of sad news. Cindy will be leaving Grapeseed relatively soon. I'll let her kind of get into that. But I know a few months ago we had Bruno on when Bruno was leaving his role as a teacher in southern Japan. And because of his his long-term contribution to our Grapeseed community, I wanted to have him on to do a Reflections podcast, just kind of reflecting over their, his time um, working and, and interacting with our program and helping it become the community that we are today. I want to do a similar thing for Cindy because Cindy's been been around a while. I'm not I'm not saying you're old or anything, Cindy, but um, <laughs> you, you, you've been around for a little bit. Hmm. <laughs> well, thank you, Adam for indirectly calling me a grandma. Um, yeah, I've been with Grape Sea Japan five years now, a little over five years. It's not a very long time compared to you guys. But um, yeah, I'm leaving at officially at the end of February. Okay. I'm very excited. And I, re I just realized, though, after doing some reflection, that I am typically moving locations every once every five years oh okay so like your previous jobs have been like that too yes i've been in before prior to this i was in moscow for five years and then uh Ulaude, five years i was in mongolia five years so yeah wow well let's uh let's talk about your grapeseed related career i'm sure you've had a lot of other hats and you're going to move on to wearing a different hat again but for grapeseed related stuff, when did you start and what was the biggest takeaway for you? Um, so let me take you back about again 15 years ago when I kicked off my journey first in Russia, specifically in Ulaanbaatar, a city in the Buryat Republic that I just talked about. Uh, this is a very unique city where you have uh, China's border on one side and Mongolia on the other, a very unique city to live in. Anyhow, we had this grand plan to start um, pilot school there, uh, but unfortunately, it didn't quite pan out. But hey, it, was all, it wasn't all for nothing because I think we got connected to uh, some, some amazing teachers that I reckon some of them are still out there, right, doing their thing as Gripsy coaches and teachers. So it all turned out perfectly. And let's see, while I was diving into the training scene in Russia, uh, I also found myself hopping over to Mongolia every now and then uh, to lend a hand. Uh, and those trips were a blast every time. And I had this one unforgettable stint in Brazil, too, where I pitched in to help a little bit. Was, those were good times. Yeah. Exciting. So no, about I, 50 I years. Yeah. I, I forget. You taught at Mason or no? Oh, yes. I taught at Mason for, let's see, four years. Four years. Okay. Oh, see, almost five. Uh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the five year pace. <laughs> yeah. We better, whatever you're doing next, we better warn them that, that they've only got you for five years <laughs> know, before right? you move on again. I know. I know. So, through all of that, what was the biggest takeaway for you? Um, Let's see, when it comes to the biggest lesson or takeaway, it's got to be the importance of grabbing onto opportunities when they come knocking. So again, I was teaching in Mason when I caught wind that Team Mongolia was scouting um, for staff from Japan. And I remember 
when I heard that, something inside me just clicked, you know, like I had this gut feeling pushing me to go for it. So I did. I don't even know if I even gave much thought to it. I ended up being there five years again and same deal when I made the move from Mongolia to Russia. Yeah. So um, takeaway, snagging those opportunities um, had been a game changer, I would say, for me, both personally and professionally, because they've helped me live up my skills, broaden my horizons, and uh, more, most importantly, rack up experiences, something I wouldn't trade for anything. And were all those experiences pleasant and fun? Absolutely not. Uh, would I choose to relive some of them or those days? Um, not all of them, absolutely. But each each new op opportunity did introduce me to a bunch of cool people and uh, opened my eyes to fresh perspectives on the world. And it's like each chance I see set off this uh, train reaction of more opportunities and cool connections pushing me further along my paths. And and all of all this, uh, from all this, you can't forget the confidence boost, right? So taking those leaps has helped me, yeah, I will say squash doubts and fears, building up my resilience along the way. I mean, I still have fear, but it's also like training a muscle. You kind of get used to it. You begin getting comfortable with the uncomfortableness, so to say. Uh, it's crazy how one little opportunity or your choice can snowball into something huge but i think that's the beauty of embracing the unknown as they say and rolling with whatever that comes your way so yeah yeah that ties in really well to the next question here of just how do you feel as you're kind of taking this next leap into Ooh, your next stage yes well i'm buzzing with excitement um it's like i'm standing on the edge of this huge cliff getting ready to bungee jump uh at first, I was a bit nervous, you know, I think the when I made the decision, I've been thinking about this a lot, but then when I made the decision was in November, I was a bit nervous with, I would say, all the gear and everything. But now, now it's all about the thrill. I mean, sure, there's uncertainty ahead and risks to consider, but the sheer anticipation outweighs them all or in doubts. Um, I'm all in for seizing the moment, uh, even if there's a chance I might look back and think, whoops, better to go for it and have a blast than to regret later on for not doing anything, right? And by the way, bungee jumping is high on my bucket list and swim with sharks. Okay. And I want to skydive again. Okay, I took you off course. Next question. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> that that was actually question three. No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay. it, it wasn't. It wasn't. But but we'll we'll keep it in there. Um, okay. So now with all that experience and and all the all that time you've spent related to grapeseed, if we if we hopped in a time machine and we went back to your initial start, what would you like to tell the now you? Like what what would what what kind of perspective or advice would younger Cindy have for current Cindy? For the Grandma Cindy. Grandma Cindy would tell the younger Cindy. <laughs> Just soak it all in, right? Don't get caught up in freaking out or overthinking every little thing. Uh, I'm a professional overthinker. So just be in the moment, you know, uh, taking all the crazy details and challenges as they come because that's what makes your journey yours. And 
forget about comparing yourself to others. I mean, that's a cliche, but really, and by your, and you know, by yourself, I mean your education, your background, your experiences, your everything, because your path is totally unique to you. So own it instead of um, stressing out about what's up, uh, what's up ahead. Just trust that life's got your back. And I'm realizing more and more things have a funny way of falling into place when you least expect it. So chill out, uh, stay patient. Well, more than patient, I would love to say embrace and accept it and keep pushing forward. With this mindset, you'll handle whatever life throws your way like a boss. You know, it's really about perspective and how you want to view your life. Yeah. Oh, wait, there's was this quote by uh, Aldous Huxley I was pondering on recently. Can I share? Really, really like this. It says like this, it's dark because you are trying too hard. Lightly, child, lightly. Learn to do everything lightly. Yes, feel lightly even though you're feeling deeply. Just lightly let things happen and lightly cope with them. I was so preposterously serious in those days. Lightly, lightly, it's the best advice ever given me. So throw away your baggage and go forward. There are quicksands all about you sucking at your feet trying to suck you down into fear and self-pity and despair. That's why you must walk so lightly. Lightly, my darling. I like this because I tell this to myself now often, I guess now more than ever, when I find myself like dramatizing the situation or the so-called issues, right? And as the saying goes, the only constant is change. So sometimes the plan changes and, they, and evolves uh, whether we want it or not. So just learning to just go with the flow again, lightly is what I would tell my then self. Although, although, uh, knowing how hard headed I could be, I hardly doubt I'd listen to me, but yeah, <laughs> that's what I think I would love to tell myself. That's another problem altogether. Um, I think, I think probably younger Adam would be, would be the same of like, I'm not, I'm not listening to this guy. What's, what does he know? Um, <laughs> Yeah. No, but it, it, it's really, it's good advice. And it kind of ties in with all of their, your Cindy's Corner episodes, which were, of course, about advice for grapeseed teachers, but they were kind of beyond just the classroom too. It was just general life advice on, on how to think yeah. about things. So it's great stuff. We'll we'll do the the opposite of that question a little bit later about what um what you would kind of go back and advise your old self to do. But mm -hmm. for now, um grape seeds evolved pretty significantly over time what were some of the most impactful changes that you remember along the way you know looking back i think the way we used to support our teachers feel like a whole different era uh, back then we thought we had to be the so-called ultimate experts always swooping in with answers and ideas uh, just for basically everything and if we didn't have a solution uh, I feel like I wasn't doing my job right, or we felt like we didn't do our job right. But we've evolved big time. Uh, we've come to realize that it's way more effective to be partners with our teachers rather than just giving them all the answers, feeding them answers, right? They're the real pros here, to be honest. And they know their students and their schools uh, inside out. Plus, they've been around the block a few times, right? It's not their first rodeo. So our role now is more about coaching, asking the right questions, 
uh, that would initiate thinking, evoke awareness, and unleashing that inner brilliance in our teachers. And it's all about empowering them to tap into their own solutions rather than always depending on us all the time for everything. Classroom management, how to teach effectively, communications, student engagement, so on and so forth. And it's been quite the transformation, but the results were much more significant, I would say. Yeah, that's good. I think back in the day, if you just kind of think about it in a different way, it's just, okay, we we could give an answer in the moment and that might fix like the current problem for the day, but we haven't really helped the teacher think about like how to solve problems in the future. So if something else came up, it would just be, okay, I got to wait till my trainer comes back to tell me what to do next, which isn't really like a, it's not really a long-term solution for empowering a school mm. or empowering individual teachers. So Im important thing there. Um, yeah. Now with all those teachers that you've met along the way, tell us about some of the impactful ones. Wow. That's a hard question. Um, yeah, I was thinking about that a lot. Uh, there are a lot of teachers that come into mind. Some have already left, others still here. I mean, yeah, but, and I, well, I think the key element for all these teachers to stand out for me are their growth mindset at the end of the day. These teachers stand out, I think, because they're cool with challenges and always um, up for a bit of a struggle. They're like, you know, bring it on. And they don't just give up when things get tough. Uh, they keep pushing because you know that's they know how that's how you grow. Plus, they're super open to feedback and they love hearing what others have to say. Uh, did that be us or their peers, you know? And their enthusiasm for learning is infectious and they constantly develop new methods, new ideas, and they're always willing to share. That also stood out. They're always willing to share. They're always willing to learn. They love networking, collaborating, um, and supporting each other. And so having a teacher with such growth mindset can really positively impact you. Like as a coach too, it impacts me. When you see the teacher you're working with taking on challenges uh, with a positive attitude and never giving up, it rubs off on you. So you start feeling more confident about what you do, your abilities and um, willing to tackle tough stuff yourself. So it always motivated me after speaking with such teachers. And then that's the moment when you think, oh my goodness, I love my job, right? And plus when your teacher is open to feedback and always uh, looking for ways to improve, it kind of creates this incredible environment where everyone feels valued and supported. So yeah, um, in Japan specifically, we have teachers from literally all over the world, but there's there was this was this, there was this common thing in teachers with growth mindset that really, really resonated with me. Great. Now here's that opposite question uh, that we asked earlier. So if you had to go back and start over again, how would you approach your first set of classes and learn the program? So you can give advice to um, young baby Cindy. We'll, we'll say baby Cindy. Okay. Um, I think I was pretty rigid in the which is good, right? We didn't have listen plans back then. There was, what's, what's, what, what was it called? The um, exposure, exposure management. Yes, track. exposure management. And you look at the class and you look at your students and I was so rigid about getting the, getting it in. Like, um, um, you know, am I covering all, which is important, 
right? And I'll read the teacher's manual. And am I really doing that right? It's important. But again, kind of going back to what I said earlier, it's really enjoying the moment. Because at the end of the day, if you're not enjoying it, your students not, aren't enjoying it. So really enjoy, relax, make some mistakes. It's okay. Uh, do your best. Enjoy the moment. Enjoy the students. Look at your, look at their facial expressions, really. And look at your own facial expressions, if you will. Enjoy the moment. That's one. And then the other thing is really networking with other teachers because there's this immense amount of love and support if you do networking, especially if you're at a, working at a small school and you're not able to do that. Um, you're not able to network with your other teachers. And I also, I know the larger the school, the more you have more responsibilities and there's this um, you know possibility of you you're just working day to night and you don't have time to network, but networking is so important. You get the support, you get ideas, you're able to inspire and get inspired. So don't be shy, reach out because there are like-minded teachers like you that are thirsting for such connections. I think I would do that a lot more than I think I would have grown and learned a lot faster versus trying to figure everything out myself. Yeah, we've referenced it a lot on the podcast that there's just a, a community of knowledge that you can tap into. And yeah, if you you don't, even if you're at a small school by yourself, like you're talking about, you don't, it doesn't have to be that way. Um, your coach can connect you to other people or you can kind of reach out to the podcast. We can kind of do things on our end too, but we can definitely keep people feeling more connected and not isolated. Yeah. So that's great. Now, last question here for you, Cindy. As you leave, what advice do you have for grapeseed teachers or even other coaches? Just first, I would love to begin saying by stay true to yourself and your love for teaching and coaching. It's all about keeping that um, fire alive, you know, and constantly learning and evolving along the way, never allowing to get monotonous, not just a job. Always ask yourself, are you, am I enjoying this? Why am I doing this? And these mo those moments when you connect with your students for teachers and for coaches, uh, connecting with school teachers and managers and learning and growing with them, that's what it's all about. Also remembering that it's not just about teaching or for coaches, just about helping or supporting uh, teachers. It's also about discovering new things about yourself through those interactions. Because um, in our interactions with others, whether they're easy connections or more challenging ones, there's always something to learn about through experiences and about yourself, new discoveries about yourself from those uh, instant bombs to the ones where small talks feel like a struggle even after, say, five years. Each relationships offer valuable lessons and insights, I think, you know, and it teaches us about ourselves, really. So, and again, when things get tough, don't sweat it. Just take it lightly. And you've got what it takes to handle whatever comes your way. And I will say trust your instincts. Roll with the punches and don't forget to find that balance in the chaos. Balance is the key, I think, in this crazy world. And you know what's really cool is you're making an impact, whether you realize it or not, to someone. 
And what kind of impact would you like to leave? That is up to each one of us, right? So it's like leaving a little piece of yourself in the lives, lives of others, especially for teachers and for coaches that are always interacting with people. And that's a pretty darn uh, amazing thing, if you ask me. So keep rocking it. And uh, there's this other quote. I love quotes, if you didn't realize, and Miklos <laughs> knows this. <laughs> I've been thinking about lately, lately as I began, or I'm trying to move forward to my new chapter, is uh, this a guy called Henry Ford. I'm sure some of you heard of this, but if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. So, you know, always test out that boundary, uh, find new challenges, and yeah, enjoy life. Great. That's a good one to end on. Enjoy life, everybody. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Cindy, for joining us this one last time on the podcast. Best of luck with everything in the future. Thank you so much. And back to you and everyone else out there. Yep. If you have any comments or questions or anything you'd like me to pass along to Cindy as she unfortunately leaves us, send those into mailcarrier at grapeseed.com. And as always, thank you for listening and good luck in the classroom. Everybody knows that everybody grows. Everybody grows and everybody knows some grows.